welcome back to the Adam and Eden show. I'm Eden. I'm Adam. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here. Today we're talking about a pretty interesting topic that this guy and I have been talking over for a bit and we just kind of want to record it, have you guys a part of it as well so we can see see what our thoughts are and make sense of everything. And we want to know what you think. Yeah. Like it's, it's really big to us. So please subscribe, rate, review, leave a comment wherever. Hit us up on social media at The Adam and Eden Show yeah. on Instagram. You can also email us directly at theadamandedenshow at gmail.com. Drop a comment in the YouTube. Drop a comment on any of the uh, where you rate, subscribe, and review. And let us know what you think about this topic. And that yeah. topic is two sex or not to sex. To sex or not to sex. That is the question. And yeah. I have an answer, but we will pose, we will start with this. There's a there's a central question that I mm -hmm. asked the other day. So we live in a very sexual world. We talked about how our children are sexualized, yeah. which yeah. is really which is really trash. We talked about how everything is sexualized. OnlyFans is blowing up, porn is blowing up and all that. Yeah. We're not gonna talk about that necessarily, but there is a section of individuals, a section of people who are participating, active participating in celibacy. Now, we're not talking about the incels, the people that are involuntarily participating in celibacy. <laughs> nope, not talking about them. And my question was, there are, I've heard of some women, I've seen some things, you've sent me some things about women who are being celibate or practicing celibacy in order to find their husband. Yeah. And I was like, do you think that increases a woman's likelihood of finding her husband if she says, I'm going to be celibate until I'm married? Yeah, I think, and this is my own personal perspective because I've been celibate, as you know, for a whole year now. And um, my, this is just my own perspective, my own opinion. So I don't know, I can't speak for the whole female population, obviously. Um, I don't think a woman being celibate makes her more likely to find her husband or find a husband. Um, I think that it really depends on the woman. It depends on her other attributes other than whether or whether or not she's having sex. Um, and I think too, what you were saying was really interesting is that women were saying that they were choosing to be celibate in hopes of finding their husband. And I think that that's really key. I think it really depends on why and the intentionality behind why someone chooses to be celibate. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that a woman choosing to be celibate only to get her husband faster is a good move because like we were talking about before, God is not a transactional God and we're not sitting here saying, God, I'm going to sacrifice this. So you give me this. That's just, I don't think that's a good move. Um, that's not why we fast. We don't fast because I want God to give me this. So I'm going to fast. No. And this is the same thing. It's just a sexual fast. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I don't think it makes a woman more likely. I think that really depends on her as a as a whole. I think it makes a woman less likely in 2024. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, because there's a couple of reasons. Because when you, not you, when a person, mm -hmm. male or female, but since we're talking about yeah. when you're a heterosexual woman. I am. I'm a heterosexual <laughs> male. So, you know, hey, when you are, when one is saying, hey, I'm going to be celibate. And I, and from what I understand, there's probably more women trying to practice celibacy than men. I would agree. Yeah. For, did, did we get if I had some, to guess, yeah. We're going to get into some biological things here in a moment. But the act of saying, not only am I going to wait until I get married, 
the person I'm going to marry, he in this situation, in our in our scenario, has to wait as well. Yeah. That is hard because you are always, 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 always well within your right to determine what you do and do not do with your body. Your body, your rules. Mm -hmm. I believe that universally. Somebody should be able to do with their body as long as they're not harming another person. Okay. Your body, your rules. But what happens with celibacy is it's not only your body, your rules. It's my body, your rules. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm with a woman who is practicing celibacy until she gets married, she wants me to practice celibacy as well. She it doesn't want me to have sex with her, but she also doesn't want me to go have sex with anybody else. So for this six months on the short end to two years on the long end of me getting to know her, let's say, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be without sex as well because I'm trying to respect her wishes. There's a problem there because what about my wishes? And then the idea is, well, if you love her enough, you would. I mean, I agree with that, yeah. But then I'm like, if you love me enough... You would. Then I think neither one of you love each other enough to even be together. But I don't necessarily... I think it's compromise. Oh, explain. I I just... I mean, you want to have sex. She doesn't want to have sex. Clearly, neither one of you wants to give in. And if you guys don't want to give in on something at the beginning of your relationship... Because to me, I would think that this would be a conversation you would have at the beginning, right? Right. And so you wouldn't even be years down the line. And so to me, if you can't come to some kind of compromise at the very beginning of how you're going to express your love physically to one another or not, mm -hmm. then later down the road, it's not going to work. And so you shouldn't even be together. Okay. I can get with that. But I think that when it comes to celibacy and not celibacy, the expectation is for the celibate person's way to be respected. Sure. Why? I, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But I think again, that that's, I hmm, listen, I would like to think that the person that I end up being in a relationship with would respect those wishes because that person also wants to be celibate or that person is a virgin, that person, whatever. Like, I would like to think that that would be the case. Okay. You would like to think. Because I can't predict the future, man. Like, yeah, no, no, I, I, just, I just think that it's, I, I think we need to be aware of what we're asking of our partner. Sure. I think that if a person wants to be sexually active, you need to be aware of what you're asking your partner. Give me your body, potentially have a higher body count to be with me, and maybe I'll marry you, maybe I won't. Okay? That is what the, the two people who are having sex are saying to each other, essentially. Mm -hmm. Or don't have sex, and now I've gone six months to a year maybe two years without having sex. And then we break up and it's like, well, I was celibate for nothing either. So I just think both things, we have to realize what we're asking of the other person, either to sex or not to sex. Okay. Does that make sense? It does saying? make sense. So, yeah. So with that, um, the, the whole celibacy thing, I think it will decrease a woman's chances. Like I was saying before, not saying she should just go out and have sex with anybody. I'm not saying that at all. Your body, your rules, you want to do, do whatever you want. But it does decrease because sex is so easy to get in today's world mm -hmm. that a dude's like, wait a minute, because you are withholding your body from me during this dating, courting, engagement process. But while you are withholding your body from me, you want me to withhold nothing from you, meaning you still want all of my gifts, my gifts of protection, my gifts of my money, my gifts of my wisdom, my guidance. 
all of this. You want all of those gifts that a man can give to a woman. But the gift of your body, you don't want to give to me. Is that all a woman can give to? No, me? I didn't. I didn't no, say I, I know. gift of like the, not the only. I got you, but that was just like one thing you named for women. And you named like five things well, that well, men well, give. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm a dude, and what? Let, let's be honest. Be honest, yeah. Sex is important to both men and women. Mm-hmm. Sex, maybe not sex, but ejaculation, mm-hmm. the release of sperm, semen. Is the a, anatomy of it. Yeah, yeah the, is a need for a man. How do we know it's a need? It is a need because if a man does not do it voluntarily, his body will do it involuntarily. Mm-hmm. We call that a wet dream. Mm-hmm. Now, her joke, girl so ugly, she can mess up a wet dream. I'm like, wow, like that's bad. <laughs> hey, good Lord. Like, that is awful. Anyway, so a wet dream. So what is a wet dream for those who don't know? This, like, like, I, this is going to be gross. I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just being honest, right? This is biology. So it's just yeah, science. I don't think it's gross. It's just... So as I sit here, I'm an able-bodied man. I, I have not lost my libido, etc. As I'm sitting here throughout the entire day, my body is re- it's like making sperm. sperm. And t- it is. It just, it just is. And there's going to come to a point where my body is full. Right. And it's like, hey, man. Gotta we, go. we, we at the top. Gotta blast. We got, yeah, hey, hey, gotta do what you gotta do. And either it's gonna be with a partner. This is a team sport. Yeah. Just me and my, my, my like, right? Or you're gonna go to sleep and you're gonna wake up in a puddle. Right. Now, that doesn't, that, that's going to happen. That is going to happen for a male. So I, it, it, is, it is an involuntary action. And so I'm saying all that to say, the, the the reward of sex, the reward, the the orgasm mm-hmm. is a need for a male. Mm-hmm. So you're asking a man to, hey, I'm not going to help you out with a need. That's tough. That is that like that's like that's a big ask. Okay. Like, do, like, do you understand? Like, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, hey, for a man to be like, there's some men who out there that can do it. And please write in. Let me know. Yeah. Let us know. Right, let us know. But I just, I, I don't think it's necessarily going to increase her likelihood. I think it would decrease her likelihood because if she comes out the gate, I'm celibate. If you're looking for this, just tell your story walking. Well, you're gonna be lonely. Yeah, and I and I think that 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 uh, way of saying it is unattractive in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, if if a woman's coming out here and saying. If you're not celibate, swipe left. Or if you're just here to have sex, swipe left or right or whatever direction it is. I think that that's not a chart of in itself. Um, something that you were saying earlier that was really interesting is you were talking about, you know, the three different ways that men can release sperm. And I guess my question to you is like, because we were talking about this before and you were saying how basically the only option is like you wake up in a puddle, you know, using your words. But would it would a man with a celibate woman not be okay with like, taking care of business himself or having her take care of him in a non-sexual type of way like non-intercourse yeah but would the celibate woman be okay with doing that that depends on the woman i think that depends on the woman and i think it depends on her definition of sex right because you can have arguments in all different directions with that because some say you don't necessarily have to have intercourse into a photograph sex and some say if our genitals are involved it's sex sex, right exactly so So, i mean yeah yeah so you want me to take care of a need by myself. My point to that would be, okay, well, then you take care of your needs by yourself. 
I feel like women do a lot of times, like those emotional things you were talking about. And but I, th she, I think we do. But she would like for the man to be a part of her emotional needs. So my yes. question is, why do you want me to be a part of your emotional needs, but you have no desire to be a part of mine? I hear you. I do. I don't know what the answer is. And I, I think that too, though, I mean, again, this is my own perspective. A woman, me as a celibate woman, if I'm with someone and I'm dating them, whatever, I also want to be a part of his needs as well. And it is great restraint to not do that. And I want to be a part of those needs because I have those same needs. I just want to wait to do those needs. Okay. To yeah. have those needs satisfied. But see, so when it's a need, it's hard to hear weight on your need. I got that. When you're yeah. hungry, waiting on food, that sucks. Yes. When you can't breathe, waiting on air. Are we comparing sex to not breathing? No, I'm comparing the need. Okay. That's what I'm comparing the need. Okay. And to, to some, yes. When my body's like, look, man, again, I'm full. The canister is full. Right. We're about to blow. Again, you got a partner? No, I'm going to take care of this myself. Mm -hmm. So I so I just wanted to be known that it's a need. So you admitted here you're on a celibacy journey. Yeah. What for? <laughs> <laughs> Share with the people. Um, so for me, my intentionality with celibacy is just that I didn't want to be romantically involved with someone whom I was not in a relationship with. Why? Like, what is the, like, what are you hoping? Okay. To... Um, because as a woman, sex for us obviously is a lot more emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, and as someone who isn't always good at detaching emotions, I just felt like it was an emotional burden to have sex with someone who I wasn't in a romantic, like in a partnership with, in a relationship with. Um, so that was my intentionality behind that. So I've also been single for the past year. <laughs> Fair enough. And, but there would be some women who push back and say, sex does not have to be emotional for women. They can. That is correct. Yeah. But I don't necessarily, even if that is the case. So let's say I'm not going to tell somebody what is emotional and what is not. I do think this. So currently, folks, we're in my house mm -hmm. right now. We're in my house. This is Rev's studio where, where I record my podcast. You have your own, all that good stuff. And right now, this visit is more intimate for me than it is for you. For sure. Because you were in my space. You were mm -hmm. a visitor in my space. Well, when a man and a woman has sex, the man is entering her body. Mm -hmm. By nature, it is more intimate for her. Like, like when something is in you, that is intimate. Right. More than being in some. In I would something. agree with that. Yeah. Secondly, the, and I'm going to use this word loosely, the danger of sex is higher for a woman than it I is agree. for a man. When I say danger, most, not all, but most STDs show up worse in women than they do in men. Also, pregnancy. If a woman and a man have a one-night stand, they don't exchange numbers, etc. She gets pregnant. She has to deal with a child for 18 years or an abortion. He goes on, lives his life, lives his life none the wiser. Yeah. These are not equal stakes. Right. So with knowing that then what is hard to understand or why could there not be a compromise if a woman is choosing not to have sex, knowing that all of those things are more well, you elevated for her. Well, you can't compromise because it, it's we either having sex or not. There is no yeah. a little sex. Right. Let me put the head in. doesn't really work because then that's sex, right? No, I, I, yeah. Like, yeah. it's the truth. So either we're going to like, sex is not something we can compromise on. Compromise is like, 
I want burgers, you want pizza, we go to a pizza and burger place right. or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you get, but when it comes to sex, you said those sexual things, great, but the the celibate women that I've known don't want to do those sexual right. things. They don't want to do it because it's they're tempting. The ones, they're, right. And they're the one says your genitals are involved in it's sex. Uh, okay. So then, okay, well, yeah. there is no compromise. It's just waiting. And it's always easier. I feel like you shouldn't be with that person then. Fair. It's always easier to tell somebody to wait than to be told to wait. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I'm not, I'm not denying that. And I feel like if, if the roles were reversed and if a man was telling me he didn't want to have sex and I was actively having sex, I would probably be incredibly sexually frustrated by that. But then again, I, if, if the roles were reversed and a man that I was just meeting and just starting to pursue was telling me that I would reevaluate if I wanted to pursue further if it was a man that I had been with and all of a sudden he decides he wants to stop having sex because that's happened in a relationship before. He's like, oh, we're gonna, let's just stop for a while. And I'm like, this is weird, but okay. But I love you. So, okay, let's take a little a little break from the sex you know? Yeah, put the toothpaste back in the tube, man. <laughs> I, I, I know, but but again, like that sacrifice was made because I love that person. I think that I think that that's what it ultimately comes down to. And I also been thinking of this from a, obviously from like a religious perspective, premature, not premature, premarital sex is sin, right? And so in my mind, and this, again, this is my thoughts today on January 25th, 2024. I don't know how I feel in the future, but this is how I feel today. In my mind, if I am pursuing someone who's also claiming to be like a godly person, because that's what I would want to look for right? And he's telling me that he doesn't want to be with me because we're not having sex. To me, I'm completely fine with that because why would I want to be with someone that is okay with me sinning? Because that's like, that's the thing that separates me from God. So like, why do I want to be with someone that is totally fine? Because if he's okay with me sinning in that way, maybe he's okay with me sinning another way. And to me, like, that's, that's not a marriage. That's not sanctification. I just... I don't know. And again, this is how I feel today. Catch me in five years when I'm with somebody. We'll see how the conversation goes. But I love what you just said there. The idea of why is he okay with me sinning and then sort of like leading you into sin. Yeah. And you said that that sin separates you from God. So I think, so a couple of things to it. Sin, maybe this is where you and I don't agree. I don't think sin necessarily separates us from God. I think it separates us from the protection of God. I think living a life of sin Right. Sin itself, right? Like mm-hmm. because God, the umbrella. Loves, yeah, the umbrella. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. Check us out in a in a previous chapter, episode previous two. episode. Yeah, episode two. There it is. So, what is sin? Sin are things that we do that are outside of the will of God, and the reason He keeps us in within His will because He knows His will will protect us mm-hmm. more than than anything than being outside of His will. Again, I heard the preacher say, I've talked to you about this before, that sin is self-imposed nuisances. Yes. Right? So I don't believe that sin itself is what keeps you from salvation. Right. I believe that it is not believing in Jesus as the Son of God that keeps a person from salvation. I agree with that for salvation. Right. But sex, when you when you're when you are having sex, you are inviting danger. You are inviting nuisances yeah. into your life. So that is a good question you would ask. Why are you okay with inviting nuisances into my life? Yeah. Why do you want me to be away from the hedge of protection of God? Now, once we get out of the protection of God, 
then I believe we are exposing ourselves to a life of sin. And that life of sin can get us distracted from God. So in some mm -hmm. way, I agree with you. Yeah. So yes, I, I understand that. I don't necessarily have anything to refute that. But I still say, while you're 100% correct, it's still difficult for a person, especially a person who has already been sexually active, to get to 35, oh, to yeah. 30 years old and be like, nope, I'm, I'm just gonna, kidding, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm going to wait two, two years, six months, whatever it is, you know, to get married. So since you brought up the religious thing, I have a question. Okay. Question I've been asking. I've asked you. I've asked some other people. Great question. As you all out there. All of us, on the side of our voice, you have, I think everybody's familiar with church. Yes. We're familiar with the Ooh. Christian church in some way, shape, or form. I asked Eden a while ago. You laughed, Blair. Okay, fine. And it's weird. <laughs> I asked you, why do you think, well, well, first, do you think, and why do you think that sex is the sin that most churches speak about yeah. the most they don't talk about other sins nearly as much as they talk about sex yeah. sex is the sin of choice that preachers teachers churches go after and they try to get you married off fast too so you don't own the sexual yeah. sin and if you don't believe me about the sexual sin every preacher you've ever heard has talked to you about shacking up yeah and don't do it your thoughts well, <laughs> I I don't know. Obviously, I agree that yes, I feel like sex is talked about more than anything else. Um, especially, and I know I was telling you this before. My I grew up in church, right? So I feel like most. Oh, thank you. I feel like I, it's so hot. I feel like most of my experience in church growing up, I was in high school. So yes, yeah, sex was the number one message we heard because we were dumb high schoolers. You know, we didn't know any better. We didn't know how to not. <laughs> what young dumb high schoolers and full of you don't know the end of that no okay it rhymes young dumb that wasn't being gross but i'm just saying you just said you were high schoolers that's what high schoolers are all right we're not going to finish that we're a family that. show <laughs> um but so yeah that was the primary message because i was in high school uh and then moving on into college and then in my adult life i was kind of far from God, as you know, so I wasn't really in the church. As an adult now, I don't feel like that's the message. I hear other things about more of like our purpose and our identity and things like that, but I think it might be because we don't have as many teenagers in our church, and also maybe because we're in Latin America, where I feel like sex at a young age, premarital is a lot more common than it is in the States, but I don't know why they say that. I have a lot of theories do you want me to share them or do you want to re respond? I want to respond to Go the ahead. things you said. Go ahead. First thing you Who said, don't I, don't, I don't think premarital or teenage sex is more uh, prominent here in Latin America. I just think it's more accepted. I think teenagers are doing it more. I think that's other. what I meant to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, and then it's two, very much accepted. I do believe churches now are less talking about sin. They only talk about the good parts about God, not the, yeah, we're I'm not, not going to say there's we're bad. We're kind of on that prosperity God yeah, 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 yeah. right now. But continue on. Which, I mean, with the world being so bad, I'm okay with people hearing about the goodness of the right. Lord. But, um, so I think it could be for a few reasons. I think number one, when we think about sex, we know sex was designed for man and woman. We know sex was designed for marriage, like Adam and Eve, first couple, they had sex, you know, 
Um, and so I think with marriage being designed as a covenant between God, husband and wife, I think that that just kind of takes it on another level than other sin. And I know all sin are equal. I know that, but I just feel like because this is a direct like promise that you're making with you, God and your husband, I feel like there's a lot more pressure to that i also feel like sex is something like what you were saying with the house example earlier it is very intimate and i feel like if we as believers have the holy spirit like living within us in our bodies to to invade that i feel like maybe and then i also think that because people have reckless sex and like you said all the consequences that come with that maybe they don't know maybe the church is embarrassed of those things like they're embarrassed of the girl that's pregnant or they're embarrassed of the boy that, you know, is notoriously hooking up with all the girls, of the church. I just, I think there's a lot of shame with it. Fair, fair enough. I, I don't, I don't think the church is trying to save people from that type of sin. That's just me. I may be a little yeah. cynical. Um, I do like the other things you were saying. Some people are going to get upset that you said like sex is designed for male and females and, and, and husband and wife. It was. But okay, I agree. I'm not saying you're wrong. Right. I just said there there's no reproduction without a male and female. Look, no lies told. All right, so I'm going to read something from the Bible that is odd to me. It's not odd, but it's odd why these things aren't talked about in church, like sex is more. So this is. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Okay? Mm -hmm. So haughty eyes, right? A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community those gossips nowhere does it say in here that god hates or sex premarital at least is detestable so i'm not excusing it right. i'm not excusing it at all i have a question my question is okay church if we're supposed to be preaching the word of god teaching people to be more like god etc why are we talking about sex more than we're talking about haughty eyes a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that run um, quickly into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who gossips and stirs up. Like, why are we talking about that more than we're talking about the things that God hates? Right. And I, I obviously don't know. And I'm sure there's scripture in the Bible too about sex that I just it's don't, like is. that we don't have pulled up in front of us because we wouldn't we wouldn't know the things we know about sex if it wasn't in the Bible, you know? Um, I think, I know you and I talked about it a little bit. I think it's because a lot of these things we still do, you know? Like, we still are gossipy. We still are, um, what's, what's the, I mean, we're not shedding blood of anybody. I hope right. not. But we still might be involved in wickedness. We, we still run, to, I mean, I was just admitting something earlier, like still feeling the need to run towards evil in some situations, you know? And that's just like the human nature of us. Right. Um, so I don't know why we don't focus on those things. And or we do, but just not to the magnitude of sex. And the haughty eyes. It, haughty means like arrogant. So it's yeah. like being prideful and, yeah. and and looking that you're better than other other people, things of that nature. But I don't I don't know. It's weird to me. I I think that we are focused on maybe low-hanging fruit yeah. if you will. I I know brother and sister so and so are yeah. shacking up, but we're not telling them to stop lying. 
but we might should say stop lying because these are things that God hates. Well, if God hates it, we probably shouldn't do it. I wonder if it's too because those things, some of some of those things, like lying, um, the haughty eyes, like being arrogant, uh, the one about gossip, like those are things that are more mental and emotional. Thank you. Those are things that are more like mental and emotional and almost like things we can't control sometimes. Right. Like sometimes, I mean, I I don't lie. If I lie, I immediately tell the truth because my conscience just eats me alive. But if I tell like a little white lie or something, sometimes I do it without even thinking about it. And I feel like sex is something that is a conscious act that you you can't just one-off like having an arrogant thought or being right. prideful in this moment. I don't know. So because we- I'm trying to make sense of it. Because we control it more, it needs to be talked about more. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I have more questions than answers, but it seems to me that that like so my answer, why mm -hmm. do I think I think it has a lot to do with a couple of things. I think it is the hush community within the church and, and with yeah, the people I would agree where with that too. there's oftentimes brother so and so and sister so and so in the church are actually having sex or cheating on yeah. one another. If we think the church is full of saved, we're not saved. I mean, clearly, probably so. But if we assume the church is full of sin-free people we are naive of course it's, of course it is the equivalent of saying a hospital should only have healthy people yeah in. i love that comparison it's like wait a minute hold on a second the yeah. hospital is for sick people the church should be for sin sick people okay i get it but i i don't think we're necessarily being taught or and or teaching it the right way yeah. where it where we're more it's more like a scarlet letter almost. Yeah. You yeah, know, you're right. but we're not talking about the thing that God hates. We're not talking about lying. Careful, we're not awesome. talking about, yeah, we're not talking, we're just saying, we're not talking about lying. We're not talking about arrogant right. eyes. We're not talking about hands that shed innocent blood. I've actually never heard a preacher say, don't kill people. Do we believe there are no murderers in the church? I know. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's really Have you, good. Like, like, no preacher gets really up there and says, today we're going to talk about murder. Like, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Even though it's something that God hates. Heart that's that divides true. it, wicked scheme. We don't talk about in churches Other things. people that are making wickedness, like devising wickedness. But we do talk about sister so and so sleeping with so and so. Yeah. And and sex itself is not a sin. It depends on who you do it with and when you do it with them. Right. Right. So premarital sex or whatever. And of course, there are dangers to that pregnancy, sexually transmitted disease, the things we talked about earlier. But lying can get somebody killed. Clearly, killing yeah. somebody is dangerous. No, yeah. All of these things. I just think we're not doing it right. I wonder, too, as you were saying this, you know, the, the church is referred to as the bride of Christ. And in Ephesians, it talks about how, like, husbands and women, how husband and women have their dynamic of, like, husbands, how they treat their women, women submit to your husbands, blah, 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 all this, that, and the other. And I wonder, too, if that has something to do with it as well. The fact that the church is compared to the bride of Christ and she should be, she shall be presented holy and blameless. Like, I wonder, too, if that's also why we focus on sex. So, like, hey, wives, like, virginity, like, be presented to your husband holy and blameless because husbands should love their wives like Christ loves the church. And I wonder if that analogy also contributes to why. Because we want to maintain our women, our brides, in that same reverence that Christ holds the church. Okay. I just wonder if that has, I'm trying to make sense of it as well. Cause I don't know. Well, um, but I just, I feel like it's just something, there's something different about it. Hmm. Yeah. They're, they're clearly, I, th I think it is. I think it is. 
and trying to and and some I think some people push back against it because it is a level of control. And, right. and we live in this and it's so carnal, like we are designed to do this. I'm sorry, I didn't mean no, to no, no, you you're fine. No, no, I love when I love when you when you speak. I think a part of it is we live in today in a in a world today, and I guess it's been like that all the time, but we live in a world today where people really, really push back on body control. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot control what I do with my body. Now, again, I think it's dangerous for us to go out there and have a hundred sex partners and things of that yeah. Uh, not only physically dangerous, it's emotionally dangerous because then we get our husband and our wife and we're used to every, well, you know, in my case, it would be every woman, every, in your case, it would be every guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then our husband and wife can't be a hundred different people. Right. Right. So then we're used to, oh, well, this girl did this this way, or this right. guy did this this way. And our wife or husband does it that way. And now it makes it a little bit more difficult. So I understand why God set the rule. I actually get it. I don't understand why the church. Yeah talks about it the way that it does and i'm still sort of confused there and when you were just saying that it made me think too about because you mentioned this in the beginning how like porn is super amplified only fans is like the most trendy job you can have these days and i i know we've talked about a little bit before i think too it's i don't know this is my my own perspective but thinking big picture you know like when we as believers are the world is already so sexualized Mm -hmm. And we as believers are also contributing into that. Think of all the things we talked about that spawn from that, you know, sexualization of children, porn being just completely taking over the world in every way, shape or form, which really destroys innocence of children, in my opinion. Um, And I just think it creates this domino effect. And so it's kind of like we are called to be different than the world. And if that's the world, if the world is so sexualized, why would we despite our biological needs, despite our like carnal needs to yes, do this, that this beautiful thing that God created, why are we going to sit and be like the world? We know the world is completely being taken over by this. It's everywhere. It's, it's a music. It's an, I'm astonished every time I watch something on Netflix and it's rated like PG 13. And there's a scene that's literally softcore porn that would not be allowed on TV 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that is just completely normalized. And so I just think that the world is becoming obviously more and more and more and more sexualized and we are designed to be opposite of the world, right? And so I think that that's that's like my... I don't I also know. think the world is becoming more dangerous, murders, and there's more lying and things of that. Yes. I just think those picking things. and choosing. Yes. I could be... I, yeah. I could be I could be wrong about that, but I just think we're picking and choosing which of the sins that we talk about, That's and fair. it just seems like we're talking about the the sexualized sin the most. Okay. I mean, I yeah, again, yeah, again. Or are are we? Um, yeah, I don't know, and I think too, like, are we picking up on that more because that's the thing that we we don't want to give up the most, you know, because like we're not out here killing people. So maybe there are messages going around about that, but we're just not listening to them because they don't apply to us. So our ears aren't turned to that because we're like, oh, this isn't for me. I'm not a murderer, obviously, you know, but the ones about sex, we're like, oh, hello. Don't be, don't be saying that because this applies to me. Right. And we're a little convicted by that. And we might not, like, I don't think everybody has the urge to kill somebody, but everybody does have the urge to, right. like puberty is a thing that happens. Right. You have, you have the urge to do that. Like right. it's something we can control more right. because so, no, I, mean, I don't could, know. It could be. I don't know either. I don't know. Help us. Help Somebody us. help us. Yeah. Tell us a theologian. Like, let yeah. us know in the comments why. Like, seriously, why? Why does it happen so much in church? Why is that the primary focus, even beyond adolescence? Right. Um, so, 
I wanted to say something to what you were saying, like the, the world being more sexualized mm -hmm. and things. So I was listening to a psychologist, and she was speaking about how the world of technology is really messing things up in the sexual space. I believe it. And what she was saying was, technology has made us exposed to people outside of our community, and it's given us more options. So, for example, back in the day, if you were a cute girl, you were just a cute girl in your city. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a cute girl, you're a cute girl all over the world because you have Instagram, yada, yada, yada. When you're a cute girl in the city, you only have access to men in the city. And they only and have access that's to a, you. You're right. Yeah. Now, you like every man in the world has access. Mm -hmm. The more access we have, the more likely we're to do other things. We're, we're more likely to try and do other things. So if I'm in the city, I only have access to girls in the city, but now I can go on Instagram or something. I can see a girl in another city. I can reach out to her. I'm now more likely to go to the other city, expose myself to more sexual partners and things of that nature as well. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I think it is a part of that world of sexualization yeah. that we have. And then think about it. OnlyFans. Porn, it's so distributed yeah. out in the and world. And like normalized. And normalized. And and people are like, yeah, I got an OnlyFans page, or or guys are like, yeah, I subscribe to OnlyFans, and it's just like, okay, yeah, I had a Coke today, you know what I mean? I had a Pepsi, yeah. whatever it is, it's just something, it's, so just, it's something to do. And I and I do like our children are being sexualized, yeah, and which is which is just awful. That's like the that's like the worst thing. The zero but, tolerance for that. Yeah, 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 but but kids are, and I'm not just saying child pornography, but it but 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 all of these sexual things. Or so easily accessed. Correct. Okay, so want to get that out. Now, now going back to this, I believe we have more options in the world. What do you mean? Like, 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 because people are more, I have more exposure. I have more options. So if I'm dealing with a person, right, mm -hmm. and we're sexually involved, mm -hmm. and I don't like something that they do, I have options of like not sure. just people in my city. I have options of. 3 million other people or whatever it is. And I just think humans, we can go all the way back to the garden. When given more options, we take more options, even if they're negative. Yes. So I think that's why promiscuity, I'm not saying it's not, it's it's always been there. We can go through the Bible and see how many people have been promiscuous and all of that, you know, sex parties and all that. But I think it's more readily accepted now because it is easier to do it. Does that make sense? There's just there's just more. I can I can jump online. I know guys that do this. I do not have a dating profile. I don't have Tinder. Yeah, I don't have any of that. Never but have. I know guys who they're going from city A to city B. They will pay Tinder the ten dollars or whatever it is to be able to look at girls in city B because that's where they're going to be for a week or a weekend or something like that. Because they're trying to hook up and they'll start planning in advance. I'll wow. be in town on a Friday or something like that. And the ladies are like, cool. They're just, they're just as sexualized as the guys. Yeah. And it's tearing, and I do believe this. It is tearing down our fat, the fabric of not only our society, but more importantly of ourselves. Yeah. We're giving our bodies away to so many people. I don't think we can do that and value ourselves as much as we should. And I would say to go back to the initial question, I think that very thing is a driving factor for why I'm being celibate. I I want to value myself. I don't want to give just random people access to me. 
and I want to restore that in me. And so I love that you said that because that's 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 hit the nail on the head for me personally in my experience. Well, there it is, folks. <laughs> to sex or not to sex. We've had a great conversation around this topic. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think. We have questions. Yeah. Like, for example, of women who are like, hey, I'm being celibate. I'm am I more likely to get my husband? Like ladies who are celibate. Ladies who are celibate and have found their husband. Yeah, let's, that's yeah. the one. Like, do you think your celibacy is what led to to that? Yeah. You know, how did that dynamic work? Like, was your partner also celibate, or was your partner just how did that work? Yeah. How did that work with you finding your partner? Celibate men, y'all out there? I don't. I mean, yeah, y'all exist. Where? I'm just playing. I swear I'm, they exist. Right, right, right. Voluntarily. Yeah. Celibate men. Man, I talk about right? So so tell me what that's like. Tell me, tell me, tell us your struggle. You know, I don't necessarily want you to tell us your wet dream struggle because that's weird, but you get what I'm saying. There's a struggle there yeah. with it. Ministers, theologians, people. It's tell a struggle us. for us too. Let's just yeah. make that clear. This is this past year has been a struggle. Tell us why. <laughs> whatever. Tell us why the church seems to focus on sex more than that. Yeah. And anybody out there who, you know just has an idea about the the exposure to sex the like 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 our world is sexualized everything yeah. is sex 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 everything is that but thank you for joining thank us thank you so much and i am adam i'm eden and we appreciate you guys and we'll holler at you guys next time hallelujah holla back. Okay.